Hello and welcome to another episode of the Canadian Podcast. I'm Andrew Campbell. And I'm Sarah Sash in beautiful, dry British Columbia. Thanks for joining us. Well, and we're in beautiful, very wet Ontario. It's always one of those things where it would be really nice if I could share weather with you, Sarah. <laughs> we always seem, whenever you're wet, I'm dry. Whenever it's wet here, you're dry. We cannot seem to get this to share. No, no, no. But, but we're not a weather podcast. We're a farming podcast. So uh, back on the farm, I would say the things that are happening right now is the kids have left. Isn't it? <laughs> like, it's one of those things that when school starts, it's such a, like, I, I almost feel bad. It feels so nice because not that I don't love having the kids. I mean, it, I know it's the same situation with you. Like summer, summer's fun. It's a busy time around the farm. It's great to have them involved and helping and doing all that kind of stuff. But my goodness, is routine ever lovely too? And it's And it's nice that we can kind of get back into routine and they're at school. We love it when they're home and we love it when they go. So that that is exactly what it is. But when we do talk about kind of the excitement of a new school year and the renewal there, we've actually got um, some major renewal at the Dairy Farmers of Canada because, um, you know, Pierre, Pierre was chair, president of DFC for the last number of years. A new president uh, has has been elected into the role, David Weens. He is by no means a stranger to dairy farmers across Canada, um, but in July, he was elected president. Um, and as well, Sarah, congratulations to you. You've also been elected to the DFC board. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Oh. Where are you? Super excited. I uh, finally have a great place to use my governance skills. <laughs> Not that I haven't before, but I'm really looking forward to this opportunity. I never really thought I would make it to the national board, um, but really grateful and really I feel prepared. And uh, another four other new members joining alongside me. So looking forward to that. Yeah, and I, and I think what's what's exciting for this episode is we're fortunate to have David Weens as our guest. We'll get his take on what's happening in the dairy industry and, and find out about his vision for the future, uh, both for all of us within the industry, but obviously for DFC too. So thanks for choosing the Canadian Podcast. Our guest for this episode is David Weens. He was elected chair of Dairy Farmers of Manitoba in 2006, a role he served in until just up until July. He was first elected to the Dairy Farmers of Manitoba in 1995. He's also been a director with the Dairy Farmers of Canada board since 2009. And in 2011, he was elected to the position of vice president. During his time on the board, David has been the chair of the promotion committee and is currently serving as the chair of the proaction committee and of the Canadian Dairy Research Council. David also chairs the committee that's reviewing and updating the code of practice for the care and handling of dairy cattle. And now he is the top chain of command. Congratulations, David Weed, on being elected president of the Dairy Farms of Canada. And welcome to the Canadian Podcast. Well, thank you. So I'm really looking forward to digging more into your leadership experience, David, because you've got lots of it. Um, but we always ask people about their farms to start out with. So can you give us the quick rundown of that before we start with the other questions? What does your farm look like sure. and uh, where do you operate? Sure, yeah. Uh, I farm together with my brother in southeastern Manitoba. So that's about almost an hour's drive south of Winnipeg. And uh, we are 
a third generation dairy farm and we're milking uh, 230 cows in a in a uh, automated milking system and so and and we do a little bit of uh, uh, cash cropping on the side but our main focus is of course to you know for uh, crops for uh, feeding our cows so that's the uh, that's kind of where we're at and uh, uh, we've both always enjoyed doing what we do and we uh, we carry on. Well, and if I can even step back just a little bit further for you, David, um, one of the things that your bio says is that you actually have a bachelor's in theology from the Canadian Mennonite University. That's that's an interesting background for a dairy farmer. Can can you kind of go back to those university days um, sure. and what kind of brought you there and and to be a dairy farmer today? Yeah, well, it's it's been yeah, it has been an interesting journey, and I really and and you know I've always uh, had a lot of interest in in uh, theology, so it was for me it was is uh, kind of a passion that I had, and it's interesting that you know uh, you know in talking to other, people understand uh, the world in different ways or they see the world through different lenses, and that's how we how we understand things. And for me, it was uh, through theology. So, you know, is it directly related to the things I'm doing? Uh, you know that's that that that's a good discussion to have, but certainly it helps me to see the world in the way in which I understand it well. So that that's that's where I, I uh, it's not a usual thing, but uh, certainly it was always my interest, and I had that opportunity uh, way back then, and I'm glad I took it. It's crazy how things can be so interconnected when you don't really see it to start with. So, yeah. Um, our first guest at the beginning of the podcast was your predecessor, Pierre Lampron. Um, we're all familiar now with Pierre and uh, his role as president. He did that for six years and he's just left office. I'm just a little bit curious about Pierre's legacy and how you see taking on leadership in a different style. What's kind of the what did he do that really put his brand on DFC and uh, where do you see taking it as we go forward? Yeah, I certainly start with saying that Pierre and I worked very well together. Uh, we developed a very good relationship. And and what I saw when Pierre, I think, was the right person at the right time for uh, leadership at DFC, he he is very um, uh, he's a very good person. He was he was always good at bringing people together. And and at that time, you know, there was a lot of division, uh, you know, at 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 DFC. You know, there was uh, we were dealing with some. Uh, some major issues there, but but Pierre did have a way of bringing people together and and working through some of these things. And I think out of that, we've developed uh, a, a stronger DFC than what we've ever had before. So I really see that uh, bringing people together was uh, Pierre's strength. Now you mentioned uh, you know working so closely together. Obviously, you know it's it's one thing for a president vice president to just kind of do that naturally, but but you two really did do that well. Um, can you talk about maybe a couple of the accomplishments that you're really proud of over the last six years that you have worked together? One of the things I'd like to uh, say is, you know, the way in which we uh, represented DFC. And, and of course, uh, Pierre, being from Quebec, was able to, uh, you know, very eloquently uh, represent us in the French media, for example. And then I took care of of the English media. So I, I the way we tag team there, I'm I'm I was really uh you know really proud of of the way that that worked out. And uh and of course when we you know as we started to work through some of these things at at DFC and and working you know uh working with other 
uh, parts of the, the Canadian dairy industry, right? I mean, we do have the Canadian Milk Supply Management Committee. We have the the the, the P10 uh, pooling committee, and and of course, uh, you know, that's where uh, Pierre and I could uh, work together very closely and 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 discuss, you know, what the challenges were, and then try to figure out what the best approach was in in terms of moving some of these files forward. So, um, I, I I think that. Uh, that the way in which uh, DFC was restructured at the beginning of Pierre's uh, presidency, with uh, you know DFC 2.0 as we like to to call it, uh, you know there were some very major changes, uh, and especially in terms of of the area of marketing, and so uh, that we were able to uh, guide that through uh, the process uh, to where we ended up uh, today. So um, I, I think that was that was really good for. Uh, for the industry, and of course, there continues to be, uh, you know, work that needs to be done there. Uh, but I, I, I really look back on on those years and 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 feel some pride as to how we're able to uh, accomplish that through some of the most difficult times. And remember, at the same time, there's other things happening in terms of uh, some of the, the the trade negotiations and 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 some of the challenges that we had from that as well. So now you've taken the torch from Pierre and you're leading the charge on behalf of all dairy farmers in Canada. I know you have a lot of experience and we've talked about that, um, but are you a little bit stressed about the challenges ahead, um, basically being the lead advocate for the industry as well as the chair of the board and all of these things? Uh, how are you going to grapple with everything to come? Well, one of the things that I see is is that I'm I'm not doing this solo. I have a I have a team around me. I have a really good uh, team at DFC, uh, but also we have uh, a new board coming up. Uh, that, like you know, not everybody is is new on the board, but um, but I, I think we have you know a very good mix of, of people with experience and and people that are that are new to the board that bring their experiences from the provinces, which is really important. So um, I. I, I I can approach this with uh, some confidence because of the people that I surround that I'm surrounded by here at DFC. You know whether it's board and and, and staff as well. So that's what because I, I always look at it as it, it is a team. The strength is in the team, not in the individual. So that's the way I want to uh, approach this as we as we move forward and and address some of the challenges that we now face. Now, when you do talk about, you know, new faces on the board, Sarah being one of those, um, you know, there's there's obviously, you know, you taking the helm, new board members, you know, there, there's there's an opportunity here, I think, for some renewal. And if I remember back, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember back to July um, at the annual meeting in Winnipeg, after you were elected, you the word you used was crossroads, um, you know, for the industry. Um, you know, where is that crossroads now? And where do you see taking, um, you know, DFC and the industry along as you do take charge? One of the things that I, is really important to me is is relationships, and that relationships is within the organization, within DFC, within the board, but it also goes to the broader uh, industry. So, you know, like I said earlier, there, you know, there's the Canadian Milk Supply Management Committee, there's the Canadian Dairy Commission, uh, there's a P10, uh, you know, uh, uh, chairs group, and so I think it's really important to bring them more together, more collaboration rather than uh than working in silos and i think we've we've come 
a long ways, but I think there's there continues to be more work to do. So what I would like to do is 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 you know help move all of this more together so that you know uh, and whenever we're operating in silos, then of course it, it can be disjointed at times because you know somebody is uh, is is you know especially when we start to work through some of the same issues. And and so what I see is you know the, the crossroads are you know with the challenges that we face and 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 I know Sarah you talked about you know the challenges and 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 you know how you know is it daunting and yes it is uh, but at the same time you know when we have you know and it's not only the the the, the trade negotiations or the trade agreements that that can be a challenge uh, but it's also the world in which we live right like we. Uh, we've spent so much time now on on things like sustainability and the importance uh, to be uh, you know to to have you know to continue to be strong into the future to provide the next generation with an opportunity the kind of opportunities that we had those are there there are things that that need to be addressed and and to me uh, one of the what I see as part of the crossroad is that uh, DFC is integral. Uh, to the overall industry, dairy industry in Canada, uh, and and I, I can think of so many uh, ways in which DFC has been instrumental in making things possible for all of us farmers right across the country that we couldn't possibly have if we had just been, uh, uh, you know, a province on our own or even a region on our own. We need the national voice, and so when we, so you know, whether we address the the the. The trade challenges, but it's also, you know, what are consumers wanting today? You know, to to be able to represent ourselves as being, as reflecting the values that that our consumers have of 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 the Canadian dairy products that they consume, and so we have to be able to speak to that. And what better? And I know that we can do a lot of work within the provinces, and that is important. I will say, uh, because local is very important. But there's also that. That um, uh, you know the overall uh, picture, the kind of the, the national approach, uh, because ultimately uh, our our uh, future also depends on uh, you know on on let's say the, our federal government and and some of the um, you know how they approach uh, you know a lot of the work they're doing, but also in terms of of just being able to get the support uh, from the federal government where we need it most. So those are and and without these things, we we begin to I think we begin to deteriorate if we're not all together on this. So uh, so that crossroads to me is is really important, and that is to elevate, you know, the 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 importance of of DFC and and maybe just also create better understanding of what DFC does for all of us and how it impacts each one of us on the farms wherever we may be in the country. I think all of those things are so important, and uh, especially right now, like you say, Andrew mentioned that your acceptance speech at the AGM was really inspiring. Like for those of us that were there and able to see that or even logged in online, it felt um, like something new and we felt inspired by that. So I'm curious if you could narrow it down into what sums it up, like what was the key message you wanted to convey to producers? And one of the things that I talked about there was about uh, again about relationship and about building trust. And I think that without those things, you you can have the the best ideas in the world about you know how to get things done, but really it still will come back to relationship. And when you have relationship, you can build trust. 
And that's when doors begin to open. That's when you can accomplish things where, where in the past, you know, it, it would be, uh, you know, uh, people um, uh, throw up, I don't know if roadblocks, but, but uh, reluctance or, or, or guardedness, right? And so I think it's important to pursue the relationship aspect and to develop that trust. And that means that, you know, that means making yourself vulnerable. But then as an industry, if we, and, and we have, as, as, as a principle, I think we have to pursue equity. So when it comes down to things like, uh, you know, when we, we, we talk about, you know, various issues and how we're going to resolve these things, it, it always has to be a win-win. So you can, and, and, and we have to insist on it. It's not something that we can say, uh, you know, uh, you don't want to create an atmosphere where I'm going to get you next time. Uh, that is so unhealthy where, and I think it, uh, and this is, you know, and, and I reflect on my past experiences, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, having chaired the, the province for, for many years, but also some of the things that we've been able to accomplish. And, and so when I, when I look at, uh, at, at the industry overall and what the potential is, I think that, uh, when we can build those stronger relationships, uh, between DFC and the provinces and a better understanding I think there is huge opportunity for us that has been untapped. And that's really, that's the direction in, in which I think, I, I think there's big wins in this for all of us. Well, certainly I, I would love to hear what some of those big win potentials might be as you do build those relationships. So, so what I'd like to do maybe is we'll take a quick break and then start talking about some specific issues that I think, uh, you know, certainly, um, you know, ring as priorities for myself. I know Sarah's got a few too. Um, so if you stick with us, David, uh, what we'll do is we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back uh, with the president of DFC, David Weens, right after this. As a chef, I like composting because it gives back to the earth. Hey Aaron, how do dairy farmers help protect the planet? On my farm, I compost manure. This helps reduce the carbon footprint of milk production. Plus, manure makes for richer soil, which can help grow crops. So it's like the circle of life. Yeah, we're working towards a more sustainable future. I'm in, are you? I'm in. That's Dairy Farming Forward. Dairy Farmers of Canada, net zero by 2050. And we're back with David Weems, the new president of the Dairy Farmers of Canada. David, there were changes at DFC this summer, but we also have a political change um, because, you know, you got to change everything all at once, it would seem. Um, Lawrence McCauley has, has been named the Federal Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food. Now, he's obviously no stranger to the industry. He's been in the role before. Um, but can, can you maybe comment, like, he, he's one you're going to work with and want to work with, um, you know, in the future. Um, talk a little bit about what you think of the change and, and and have you had a chance to talk to him yet? Yes, I did have a chance to talk to him. I, I talked to I talked to the minister last week, actually, uh, just, a, you know, just a, a short uh, virtual meeting. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, he is he is a very, very uh, folksy kind of person. And he's, he's really I, I think he's got. A fantastic uh, personality. So I think we hit it off pretty well. Of course, we we know each other from the past because, like you said, previously he has been uh, ag minister as well. And so when I, uh, as as VP, I had an opportunity to meet with him. So it it was kind of like uh, renewing an old friendship, actually, uh, to me. So 
it was uh, it was a very it was a very good meeting. We just uh, talked about you know some of the things that uh, you know uh, some of the things that we face, you know the challenges that we have uh, today, but also appreciative of some of the things that the you know that the government has done for us you know in terms of of uh you know um compensation and so on so uh so yeah it, it was it was a really good opportunity i i, I said you know it's I, I i said once you know it, it seems like uh what timing like uh dfc elects a new president and the government appoints a new ag minister i don't know what was about that uh but Anyway, you know, and, and it's good. I, I, I think it's, I'm looking forward to working with them. And I know uh, when, you know, I've met uh, Minister Bebo in the past, too, and, and, and she was also good to work with. And so it's good to have, I think, uh, you know, uh, within Cabinet, it's good to have, uh, you know, uh, Lawrence McCauley back. But it's also good to have that he now also has that advocate within Cabinet that understands a lot of these industry, uh, the dairy industry issues, right? So, I see that as as a real strength. So yeah, no, we had a great meeting, and and I and and like he said, you know, uh, he wants to be make himself available uh, to us uh, when when we need to have you know various conversations. So I will certainly want to take him up on that. So what are the key issues on your radar as we move into this new political season? What kind of things are you going to be raising with politicians into the fall and uh, winter? Well, yeah, and certainly, you know, one of the things that we, you know, we've we've talked about was the the front of pack labeling issue, and the you know how how negatively it would initially have impacted uh, uh, dairy products, and and yet, you know, uh, with all the good work that DFC has been doing with with uh, uh, with the government, there's been, you know, it, it's much much less impactful now than it was. So that was. An important issue. We also want to uh, talk about, you know, some of the and, and we have raised, you know, the the issue of of the latest uh, trade agreement in in Kuzma. You know how, um, uh, you know, let's say the the, the limitation on on our or the cap on our exports, which is a very very negative feature of that trade agreement, which is very very unusual, I would say, of any trade agreement that there ever was. And so, you know, just bring that to their attention, and 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 you know, when the agreement is reviewed, that's an area that we would really like to have them, uh, you know, kind of challenge uh, and and see if we can't make some uh, changes there. And of course, uh, uh, you know, with uh, you know, there, there there's some uh, uh, discussions going on with the UK in terms of that trade agreement, and uh, just the some of the the animal welfare aspects of it. Uh, is uh, is concerning to us. I mean, as as you know, we, you know, we, we're with in, in Canada with, with through ProAction. You know, we have a very very progressive, uh, you know, animal care uh, component to our assurance program, and so it it's concerning when uh, when trade agreements start to dictate in in specifically, you know, what that might look like. Uh, every you know, countries like in Canada, we've developed our our animal care through proaction specific to the Canadian environment, and I, and and so we don't want to have that compromised by you know uh, some uh, trade agreement. So anyway, that's something that we we've brought to their attention as well, and uh, and of course some of the things we've just completed is you know some of the the discussions on compensation, and of course we've had those uh, announcements, uh, but also one of the things that we're really looking into now is is their um, you know the um, uh, that program that they have that three hundred and 
a $30 million program for, you know, expanding, you know, uh, uh, processing, you know, kind of into the research, but also expanding the, the, the processing of proteins in Canada to alleviate uh, some of the, the the problems that we have there. Because as as you know, with a, with a cap on our exports, it becomes uh, more difficult to to work through those issues there. But anyways, uh, uh, those are some of the things that we're going to focus on. And of course, uh, the other thing that uh, you know we we are also you know and the government's very much aware of of the uh, of the uh, of the the progress we've made in the dairy industry in terms of our carbon footprint, in terms of sustainability. That is really. Um, I, I, that's widely recognized, and we need to keep building on that. But we're, but at that same time, we're also uh, looking. Uh, you know, this is this isn't only us as dairy farmers kind of standing out on our own. Like, let's work together on that, and 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 let's let's get some support in some of the things that that we're we're doing to uh, to make something better for the whole country. Well, it certainly sounds like you have no shortage of conversation topics when you're talking to politicians because, um, you know, but, but but when you do think of all of the things that, you know, we as an industry do need and want to, to progress, you know, that checks off a lot of boxes. Now, one of the ones you mentioned, trade, that's obviously all, always mm-hmm. a, a big conversation point for producers. Uh, one thing that comes to my mind is the trade panel. Um, that just ruled on the TPCP, TPP, all of the T's and P's with New Zealand specifically. Um, can you maybe kind of just bring us up to speed on what that ruling looked like and what kind of an impact maybe we we can be expecting over the next number of months? Yeah, I mean, just briefly, I would say that, you know, uh, just going back to the, uh, to the, the, the Kuzma panel, you know, there was a ruling you know, there was a challenge and there was there there was a ruling on on the way in which the TRQs were being allocated. Right. So um, uh, they felt that it was too restrictive by by having such a large portion of the TRQs go to uh, processors. And so, uh, you know, what I saw, you know, with New Zealand, it was it was kind of a, a copycat thing where, you know, the CPTPP has been in effect for a few years, and suddenly it occurs to them that maybe they should challenge us on that very same thing. And there was a number of other things there too. But, but the point mainly is that in in that you know in that challenge, um, there was there was no no really there was no win on it for uh, DFC's part or on on dairy farmers' uh, part simply because uh, they were challenged anything that. Uh, you know, any any change in status quo would have made it would make it worse for us. Now, yes, it could have been a lot worse, but uh, but certainly this is now uh, it's the allocation of TRQs again that's that's uh, playing into this and and making it more available to other players who are not directly involved in the dairy industry. Uh, so so that does have impact. Uh, it, I, I would say it's somewhat limited. It's not you know it's it's not devastating, but it certainly is not helpful to us. So you touched a bit on sustainability and the environment, and we know these are huge things uh, for dairy farmers, something that DFC is working on all the time. We've always been aware that these are things that we can do better in, that there's always room for progress, um, despite the, the positives that we have. So how could the government help us achieve our emissions reductions targets, for example? What could the government do to assist us in our efforts uh, to make them even better? 
And I, I think one of the things that that we are that we need is is uh, support. Like it's uh, you know we all face our challenges from day to day, and and as you know, I mean, obviously in some parts of the country, it's it's been much more difficult with with the uh, you know the the, the price of uh, you know the, the the cost that we we incur on the farm, and so uh, you know so when is that? And 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 sometimes you know to change you know best management practices or make investments on the farm that that will help reduce the the carbon footprint are a cost upfront. And it's not always that easy to just take it out of your your current operations to make this happen. So, again, this is something you know we're as a country we're all in this together. So I, I think it is important for uh, for the government to have that uh, you know um, different different kind of uh, support, but uh, certainly along the ways of, of funding, whether it's through grants. Uh, uh, or, or even even loans or whatever to help us accomplish some of these things. I think would be uh, very helpful. So uh, you know, and and also, I think it's it's good to also just have the acknowledgement from the from our government of the things that we are doing on the farm that we have accomplished on the farm, and we've heard that uh, that because at the same we're doing these things. We need to be doing these things because it's the right thing to do. And and certainly um, from also from that perspective, I think that it's important as we do these things, it reflects the values that that those shared values that we have with our consumers that say, yeah, these things are important and we're making every effort to make those improvements. And hey, when you look at our track record, it is really good. Yeah, we have we have a longer way to go. Uh, and 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 we don't have all the answers today. But uh, but we need we need that kind of support. So you know it, it could be direct funding on the farm. It could be uh, you know um, um, support for for the research that's being done, which will help inform how we move forward. So those are I think are areas in which the the government could really help. I think you're absolutely right about that. As much as we want to do a lot of new and different things, sometimes it is constrained by what we can do in terms of availability of resources on our farm. So that's, this type of partnership could really take things a lot further. So advocacy, we talked about it a bit. Um, DFC ultimately is an advocacy organization. Tell us about the importance of that mandate. Yeah, it, it it's it's so important. You know, it uh, we all we all depend on it. We our our existence really depends on it because there's so many voices at, in and you know uh, in in Ottawa where you know there there's every there's so many competing interests and and so that advocacy is so important from our from our perspective. So that you know when it comes to things like sustainability and what we're doing, it's important that they know about it when. When we uh, when we uh, approach them, and I think one of the things that's really important here too is like, yeah, there there's things that we need uh, the government help, you know, in terms of of some of the things we talked about, but other things, whether it's in trade or labeling or or things along sustainability, but we also that advocacy is important when we when we talk to uh, to you know MPs and 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 deputy ministers and so on. The list is the list is long, different committees. We are also providing solutions. It's not just about coming in and making demands, but saying, you know what, here, here, identify a problem, and 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 here's what we could do, and here's how you could help us get this done for us. And so that's where. But yeah, with with advocacy, we should never assume 
that just because you know uh, there's you know where government's very much in favor of supply management, and in fact the reason you know the, the reason that that uh, there's still support supply for supply management, and it is not a political thing. It is supported by by uh, all the mainline uh, parties. Is that there is that ongoing conversation? They hear from us, they know our story, and then they can uh, and and to them that. They can relate. They can connect with that, and so that comes through having that conversation. So again, uh, it is so important. And again, really, it comes to that relationship, right? Uh, dairy industry is not some just some kind of an industry. It is people. It's farm families across the country, and and once they and I, th- I think I think people everybody can relate to family, and 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 so they know what is what we are who we are and so then then they will think then it always matters a lot more about you know whenever they develop policies that have impact on on the dairy industry because what i think of for for example is is that that labeling issue you know i think in many countries where there's not not good advocacy they forget that there's real people behind the, the the production of the milk that goes into these products and while it doesn't really matter we can make whatever uh, policy ruling we want, we don't really care how it impacts. Now they understand that there's there are people behind uh, there's people behind this, there's families behind this, and you impact the lives of 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 these people that are that are working their utmost to provide our markets with the food that that is needed. I love looking at it that way, David. When when you do think of you know. <laughs> All of the things that a government has to look at and manage and all of that, you know, the, the, the question always is how, how do we as an industry stand out? And, and that screams to me as one of those great ways that we can stand out when you talk about, you know, bringing solutions versus just problems. You know, knowing that there's real people and real families all across the country that are impacted, whether it be on sustainability or trade or processing or, you know, a whole host of things. Um, so I guess just just to kind of wrap up, you know, here I am, you know, sitting in Ontario, you're in Manitoba, Sarah's in BC, you know, there's there's thousands of producers all across the country. Um, what do you think the rest of our role is? You don't need to take this on yourself. Um, you know, for me as a producer here in Ontario or another producer in, you know, any other part of the country, what's our role and how, how can we support you in moving the entire industry forward? Yeah, I, that's a really good uh, that's a really good question or a good comment. I think because we can't all do this all ourselves, like through, you know, uh, through DFC uh, in, in working with government and and with with consumers. I think it's so important to have advocacy that that comes right down to uh, farmers across the country because I think the the stories that that uh, the farmers have make it real for everybody. And, and, you know, when, when you tell those stories about how, you know, the work you do to, you know, when you work with your, with your animals, with the environment, with the community, and that comes from you, that gives us such a strong foundation from which to work off of. And so, and, 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 and bring those stories out there. I, I know that, uh, you know, sometimes they get challenged, but we need to be telling that, that story. And, and I, I, you know, it it always matters uh, when we talk to government officials, for example, they're listening to us uh, because they know who's behind us. 
and so then it matters to them. So I, I, I think the more that that uh, uh, dairy farmers across the country can tell their story, and and you know when they have concerns about things, I, I think it's best to come to us directly. This doesn't, you know, uh, it, it, it's it's like a family. You know, if you have issues, resolve your issues within the family, and then uh, you know go out and meet the world together. And that's the way we're gonna uh, that that's gonna build uh, a strength for our, for our overall industry. Well, certainly you leave me with lots of optimism, David, um, you know, in, in terms of looking at all of the challenges that we do have, but but looking at it from the lens that, you know what, these are all challenges that we can overcome when we do work together. So, so really, um, you know, Sarah and I do very much appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule as you get kind of warmed up to being president of DFC. So, so thanks very much for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for this opportunity. Well, Sarah, like talking to David, it sounds like we've got some very interesting times, some exciting times uh, as he takes over the organization. What do you think? It really does. He's obviously got the passion. And I think as producers, that's all we could ask for out of a, a leader, somebody who's really dedicated, somebody who cares about all of us, no matter where we're located in the country. And I think we definitely heard those things from David. So I'm looking forward to working with him. Yeah, and I think what really rings true to me on a lot of that is when he does talk about the relationship side and, you know, coming with solutions not just problems to help set us set us apart from you know all the other priorities that need to be focused on it it it, it really gives me hope it gives me hope that you know all the challenges that we do see lying ahead i i like i think they can they can all be overcome with a strategy like this don't you i think there's a lot of strength in building trust throughout the country and uh making that work so i i ha have high hopes that david will be a leader that brings that for us <laughs> So that said, that's it for this edition of the Canadian Podcast. This episode wouldn't have been possible without our production team, Bruce Sargent and Kyle Belanger. And a big thanks to our sponsor, the Dairy Farmers of Canada. And thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon on another episode of the Canadian Podcast.